0: This is Adi, and you're listening to the Summer of Bitcoin experience. In this episode, we talk to Ayush Anand from India. Ayush participated in Summer of Bitcoin 2022, contributing to Bitcoin, which is a Bitcoin implementation in JavaScript. Ayush worked on implementing bip 157 and 158 in Bitcoin, making it easy for anyone to run Bitcoin nodes without requiring a ton of storage space. We discuss his journey into Bitcoin. Challenges and wins from a Summer of Bitcoin project and advice for aspiring open source developers. Let's hear it from Ayush. Hope you enjoy it. Ayush, welcome to the Summer of Bitcoin experience. Good to have you.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you for inviting me. Um, so, let me just introduce myself. Um, I am Ayush. currently, I'm a 3rd year student pursuing a bachelor's degree in computer science at IIT. I was second in the summer of Bitcoin 2022, and I worked under the organization called Bitcoin to implement the compact block creator service.
0: Okay. So we'll get into your experience with summer of Bitcoin in a bit, but tell us about your journey into Bitcoin. When was the first time you heard about it and what was your first impression?
1: Yeah, um, so I heard about Bitcoin for the first time, I think somewhere around 2012. Back then, I just thought it was some kind of a digital currency, which is kind of similar to fiat, but just not on the paper. And later on, I came to know about the fact that most websites or webpages on the dark web actually use Bitcoin as their currency because it kind of provides them with more anonymity compared to the fiat currency and is uh, not moderated by the government. Um, I only started reading extensively about the Bitcoin ecosystem just last year, and I really love the engineering that went into it. I think it's worth paying attention to because it's not moderated by a few central people and is very robust to inflation because of the cap of 21 billion that it has on it. And this truly gives you what we call a free market And it also showcases great engineering such as the consensus system which it uh, which it has. So yeah, that's how I first got into the Bitcoin ecosystem.
0: Nice. So coming to Summer of Bitcoin, uh, you said, you know, you applied and worked um, with the Bitcoin organization. Um, Can you tell us why you chose Bitcoin as an organization? And first of all, like what does Bitcoin do?
1: Yeah, so uh, Bitcoin is basically an alternative implementation of Bitcoin Core. So uh, Bitcoin is basically an open source repository. There is no organization behind it, but there is a certain standard reference which, which we call Bitcoin Core. Uh, and then there are alternative implementations of the Bitcoin Core in different languages. And Bitcoin is one such implementation of Bitcoin Core. Uh, it is in the JavaScript language, which is something I was very familiar with. And also, uh, I wanted to see the basic principles of how Bitcoin works from the bottom sub and that's basically why I joined Bitcoin and I got to work on the, the project itself was very interesting about the uh, compact block filter service. So yeah, that was basically the work for joining Bitcoin.
0: So let's talk more about your specific project that you worked on. Uh, can you tell us um, what, I, what the project idea was and what were its benefits to the Bitcoin project and also the overall Bitcoin ecosystem?
1: Yeah. Uh, so basically there are several kind of nodes in Bitcoin ecosystem and a node is something which relays transactions, which does all the accounting, which enforces the rules of the system. And there's something called as a full node, which provides the maximum functionality that a node can provide. But the problem with full node is that it has, uh, it has, it has to store the entire blockchain on it, which is roughly near, like, I think around 500 GB right now. and you can't really have it on your mobile phone, uh, full node. So if you don't have a full node on your mobile phone and you want to use Bitcoin on your mobile phone, then you basically have a wallet which makes a connection to something known as a peer. Peer is basically just node on another server. And when you connect to that peer, you basically request it for certain data that you need to in order to make that transaction or even just show the user what his transaction history has been. And if you request this data from your wallet, then your addresses could be compromised your privacy could be exposed because now that particular peer knows which addresses belong to you so the so they basically introduced something known as bloom filters to help solve this problem but uh bip 157 and 150 are basically an improvement over those bloom filters because these bloom filters had the problem in which you could basically dos uh, do a denial of service attack on the peer so now uh The BIP 157 and 158 basically propose a kind of a protocol in which uh, it's more robust. You cannot DOS the system and you can still hide the, uh, conserve the privacy of the user. So my project was to basically implement that in the Bitcoin repository. And uh, this implementation helps the Bitcoin ecosystem and their Bitcoin because now users can get more privacy on their, on their plans and worlds.
0: Interesting. Let's take a quick break and hear about today's sponsor. Hey everyone, this is Adi. When I was starting in the Bitcoin industry a few years ago, there were hardly any resources to learn from. It was especially hard to find other like-minded Bitcoin developers and discuss about building apps on the Bitcoin blockchain. Well, things have changed, and I'm so excited to share with you about the Build on L2 initiative. Build on L2 is a community-led effort by contributors and companies building on Core Lightning and the Liquid Network. It's a space to connect with Bitcoin builders, product managers, designers, and developers through events and mentorship programs, and learn from experts building the future of Bitcoin. It's exactly what I wish I had when I was starting out in Bitcoin. Go to buildonl2.com to join the community and learn how to build killer apps on Bitcoin. Back to the show. Can you share maybe the challenges that you came across during your project and, you know, maybe how you overcame them?
1: Yeah. Uh, so firstly, there were like differences between how Bitcoin code was implemented and how Bitcoin was implemented. So the first part of the implementation happened to be just going through the code base, understanding uh, which part does what and. After that, we had to basically uh, figure out in which parts of the code we need to make the modifications. So the BIP is two part. The first part is the actual algorithm for the cryptography that's involved. And the second part is defines the protocols which were involved. So we had to like understand what uh, what the protocols were, how to implement them on the uh, Bitcoin. And uh, there were some implementation, my, uh, like some, specific implementation problems, which we encountered because the structure of the Bitcoin was really different from that of Bitcoin core, but we eventually figured it out with the help of my mentor and yeah, so that was challenges that we faced in uh, implementing this.
0: Tell us about your mentor Like, how was your experience working with him?
1: Yeah, uh, so my mentor for the project was, uh, Matthew Zipkin. He is currently the maintainer of the beacon repository and also the handshake repository, which is another project. And he's really cool and he was very patient in explaining everything, which I didn't understand or I got wrong. And we would basically have weekly meetings related to the project. So in one of those meetings, I actually remember him showing us uh, cool stuff like, uh, full node, which was running on Raspberry Pi. And yeah, so I would say it was a pretty great mentor and it was very really patient for the whole process.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned earlier, like why you felt, you know, Bitcoin was important. Can you basically walk us through, um, uh, your understanding of Bitcoin, like before participating in summer of Bitcoin and then how it changed over the course of the summer during internship, um, uh,
1: yeah, um, so I was particularly interested in the engineering aspect of that went into the Bitcoin. And before I had never really looked into how the Bitcoin prevents the problem of say double spending. Uh I just thought it was, you know, some kind of digital currency. Uh so when I started go understanding Bitcoin, I read through the white paper of the Bitcoin and through the book uh Groking Bitcoin by Gary Rosenbaum. And I really, I really love the engineering aspects. I really love how the consensus rules work, how you know, uh, 51 percent attack works, and uh, those have really helped me understand why Bitcoin is, uh, non, literally non-inflationary, and why it is something worth paying attention to when it's important. Something which I didn't really understand back then, uh, because I had, I didn't really have much of an understanding of why inflation is bad or how how exactly the monetary system works.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So um, let's talk about life, like after internship. Uh, what are you up to these days?
1: Yeah, so uh, I in general try to just, uh, you know, keep up with what all is happening in the space of decentralization. And one of the most recent, uh, not recent, but interesting developments in that space is uh, decentralized social media. So some things like Nostr protocol. Um, there's this thing like Nostr, which is basically a protocol that reduces centralization and creates censorship resistant social media platforms. Uh, it has, you know, kind of like relays which are similar to the Bitcoin network and it can relay blogs or other contents. And even if a particular relay like bans some kind of a content, the other relays can still continue to work. So this is something really exciting that I'm looking forward to um, and keeping up with. Uh, about what happens in the decentralization space.
0: Yeah. One thing to note here is that Noster is a protocol that does not need a blockchain. Like it doesn't have any blockchain stuff and yet it is proving to be a very interesting uh, protocol for, you know, decentralized social networks. So there's a lesson there where, you know, to build something decentralized, I think, um, you don't necessarily need a blockchain or even a token or some coin uh, to, to able to pull it off. Uh, and Noster is a great example of, of, you know, of such a, of such a protocol. Um, so, you know, maybe just wrapping things a bit, can you, you know, tell the folks who've joined and who will probably listen to this podcast later, uh, how does one go about understanding Bitcoin if they are a beginner?
1: Yeah, uh, so I would recommend a beginner to start with the book Rocking Bitcoin by Charlie Rosenbaum. It's really an excellent book. It starts from scratch from the very uh from the very basics of Bitcoin and it builds upon it. So when I was applying to the program, I basically went through this book and yeah, I think that's pretty good for a beginner and after that they could actually just go through the source code of Bitcoin Core and try and make sense of what exactly each part of the code is doing. So that would be my advice for a beginner starting to understand good
0: Sounds good. Um, how would you advise folks as far as like the open source development is concerned, because open source is very different than, you know, working in a company in a job.
1: Yep. Uh, so my advice for anyone who's trying to contribute to any open source project is to first start by you know finding out which project. They find interesting and they want to contribute. Once that is done, then they can, uh, they should try probably setting the project up on their local development environment so that they can explore it further. And once they have done the setup on their local development environment, um, then they should just go to the, uh, GitHub or GitLab or wherever the code is hosted and look at what the development workflow has been, which involves looking at past pull requests or the commit messages, um, like, for example, understanding how the commit messages are structured, uh, what commits need to be rebased and which commits don't need to be rebased. So they're, they are on the same page with the community of that particular project. And after this, they could probably pick up, a, a like a small bug, beginner friendly bug, or they could add some test coverage to the repository. And once they have that basic test coverage and beginner friendly bugs fixed, Uh, they probably have a very good understanding of the code base and then they can actually start contributing to uh, the major parts of the code base.
0: Awesome. That's pretty useful advice. Finally, um, what tips would you give for applicants who are applying to Summer of Bitcoin this year and advice, you know, on succeeding during the internship program itself?
1: yeah uh so the advice for that is basically the same as uh open source development so i would just suggest them to find the related bitcoin projects which they are interested in and then just configure them on their local environment and then try adding some test coverage to it and after that they have to uh, make a proposal for the project so for the proposal uh i there is a template which is shared on the website of the summer of bitcoin about how to add good proposals and, you know, once once they have a very good understanding of how the code base works, uh, it really is essential. I think it's essential for writing a good project proposal. And so that's my advice for tracking the summer of Bitcoin. Now, during the internship, uh, I just, what I suggest is to, you know, uh, talk to the mentor, understand what are the requirements of this particular project? Uh, what is the structure of the workflow that they are going to be used? Uh, When the meets would be held, just work with the meets. And yeah, that's basically my advice for succeeding at the uh, internship.
0: Hey Ayush, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and sharing about your Summer of Bitcoin experience. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Summer of Bitcoin experience. I would love to get your thoughts on what else would you like to hear from these student developers. And how to make this the most valuable podcast for getting started with Bitcoin open source development. Write to us at hello at summerofbitcoin.org. Can you do us a small favor? Go online and share this episode with at least one friend who you think would benefit from this episode. Until next time.